You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. They would, it would have been the most disappointing theft of all time. They would have ended up owing money for stealing my wallet. <laughs> they just would have been screwed. They would have just brought it back and been like, oh man, you're worse off than we are. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the Two and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, and we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. And ATB takes pride in all Albertans. They demonstrate that support in their workplace, in the communities they serve, and in the partnerships they have with charitable organizations, including Firefly in schools, the Reading with Royalty program, Calgary Pride, and with the Calgary Sexual Health Center. Visit atb.com slash pride to learn more. I'm Travis Curra. Brazilian Ty is with me. And Ty, remember, don't f*** up today because we're going to get it on again. Wow, two angry elks in the first minute. This, is, this might be a record, and it wasn't even me. <laughs> we got to try really hard because this is the last show before voting closes for the Canadian Podcast Awards. The winners are going to be mm-hmm. announced February 23rd in Toronto, but I believe uh, closing uh, uh, votes sometime next week. If you are a podcaster, you can vote for us in the sports category. I don't know why I, you I would. Don't know, I don't know why you would, uh, <laughs> considering who we're up against, but okay. <laughs> Awards.podcaptoronto.com if you got a podcast so you can help us out. I guess you got to be Canadian, too. If you're outside of the borders, it doesn't really work just get well that's when you just get an ip blocker oh yeah you can do that i guess yeah obviously cheat to win we're gonna be just like the houston astros here <laughs> oh let me go get my garbage can <laughs> it's also uh just what eight days before valentine's day ty you've known me whoa almost 20 years next year is our 20 year anniversary we should do something nice for that um <laughs> you know Valentine's Day is like one of my favorite days of the year. Yeah, and I don't get it. I got to put you on the spot here because... I, I saw this coming from a mile away. <laughs> you seem more confident. You have less bass in your voice. You're more sensitive. <laughs> I know you got a Valentine. Alle- allegedly. <laughs> Complete with voice squeaks. You know that? (laughs) I'm not. I'm not. It's just a yes or no question. (laughs) Allegedly, yes. Okay. Well done. Well done. (laughs) In the huddle with Karan Tai on the Two and Out podcast. All right. I have no clue how we're going to navigate all of this, (laughs) but. Let's this, try. We've made a huge mistake. We should we should just wait until after free agency. Yeah, we should probably just wait till May when when uh, training camp gets underway, and then uh, then we'll be good to go. Yeah, 
Okay. Let's uh, start here with uh, this happened actually a couple of weeks ago. The Edmonton Eskimos actually uh, went north. Ryan King, David Beard, and the Eskimos are continuing to build that relationship uh, in Canada's north. And I, I know it comes up about once a year with the name of the team and mm-hmm. whether they should change it. But it sure seems like Edmonton, uh, that the franchise is going the right way about things. I, I don't know if they're ever going to change the name of the team. But at least the discussion, the relationship, and the talks are there. Yeah, and, and, you know, getting out in the communities and going to the schools and meeting with everybody and, you know, the kids. And the and there, there is fans all over the country. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and this just proves it. Uh, you know, they, they are going and, and, you know, becoming parts or becoming a part of that community. And, and granted, they don't live there and, you know, they don't play there. But there's not a lot of teams in this country that make that trek. Yeah. The, the, Jay, the Jays are a national brand, right? Yeah. They do their winter tour. They don't, I don't think I've ever seen them in the territories. You know, the, the Eskimos are doing this, and we know that, you know, some people believe the name is an issue. I don't want to get into that because I don't believe that I have the right to be offended by it because I am not an Inuit person. I'm not going to be, I, I don't want to be offended for other people who might not be offended by it. Um, but, you know, that, like you said, that discussion seems to come up every year. They are making strides in, you know, the relationships that they have, that they are trying to, to make up there. And if it does happen that, you know, a name change does have to occur, then so be it. But as of right now, I, I don't, I don't want to say it's a non-issue, but, you know, we don't want the the name of the team to overshadow what they're actually doing, uh, you know, making trips up there and becoming parts of the community. Salute to the Eskimos for their work uh, in the community. Mm-hmm. I think one of the best franchises in the league for doing that, and the league as a whole is really good at doing that. Bo Mitchell has his Grey Cup MO and MOP rings stolen in Calgary. I don't know the full story. It appears like he left them in his truck and some bozo got into there and no i'm i am not blaming the guy i'm not calling the guy a bozo <laughs> the bozo is bo levi so if you see a shiny item on somebody's dashboard you're going to bust the window or whatever and take it if i'm a degenerate <laughs> and you are you've said that multiple no, no. times there, there is a difference between a degenerate gambler and just a straight up degen Maybe don't leave your stuff in plain sight. Like, I grew up in Lloyd. I don't leave anything of value in my truck usually because I don't need it. I don't need an excuse to get broken into. Well, I, I left my wallet in my truck last night and nobody took it, but they wouldn't have gotten anything. They would. It would have been the most disappointing theft of all time. They would have ended up owing money for stealing my wallet. <laughs> They just would have been screwed. They would have just brought it back and been like, oh, man, you're worse off than we are. (laughs) But, man, if you take these rings, you can't do anything with them. I mean. No. (laughs) What are you going to do? You can't show your friends. You can't post on Facebook unless he's going to melt it down into a, I don't know, whatever. Keep keep an eye for that. Uh, In (laughs) Yeah, I know. And, uh. The pawn shop guy will know, and I'm pawn stars. Maybe. What do you think they'll get on there? Oh, 
Well, they'd have to call the experts in, make sure they're legit. Uh, the Montreal Alouettes are dropping the cheerleaders this year for financial reasons, which is big. John Chick loves this decision. Was it the last couple of years? I don't think they even sent a team to the Grey Cup. Mm-hmm. At least mm-hmm. they're, they're they're trying to make something happen. But I ask you, uh, I think you're a Steelers fan. I don't think the Steelers have cheerleaders. Does football need it anymore? I don't think so. Uh, okay, so the Steelers, I don't think, I don't remember them ever having. They might, I don't know. I don't think the um, Packers, the Bears, all three are pretty legendary franchises. Would, would you want to be a cheerleader in December in Pittsburgh, Chicago, or Green Day? <laughs> Point taken. If we're being honest, if we're being honest. Uh, I, th- I do think that the Steelers have one cheerleader, and it's the guy who runs the PA system, because when they need the crowd amped up, they just play Renegade by sticks. Right, right. Uh, I, I And, you know, I, I just think that when it comes to professional sports, I think you know, with the in-game production that they have now and what they can do, that there's other ways and cheaper ways to get the crowd amped up for in inside of a game. Yeah, we'll see if uh, this happens with other teams in the future, if the Owls are going to end up bringing this back in the future as well. But that's the situation heading into this season. The big news right now is free agency. That opens February 11th. But right now, we're in the middle of the legal tampering period. <laughs> it's always it. happened, but now yep. we can talk about it. <laughs> uh, and, you know, people can report on what players are talking to what teams and things like that. So it's pretty fun to hear that in advance of the big day next week. Well, and like you said, we, it, it's always happened. When, when contracts get signed one minute, or yeah. getting reported that the deal is done one minute after free agency opens, that's a huge red flag, and it doesn't look good. I mean, we see it every year in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard goes to the Clippers, tells the Clippers, I'm not signing here unless you get Paul George. Right, right, yeah. Out of, out of, like, so, and, and it happens at the All-Star game, you know, now especially now they do a draft, guys are drafting, you know, to try not to ruin relationships so they can get a guy to come in free agency and stuff like that. The NHL does this now. You can't discuss money. Everybody knows they discuss money, or else what? The, what are you doing for five days? Uh, you know, it helps. I think. It, I think it's good. Uh, you know, a player can weigh his options. He's not, you know, going to get bombarded, or not necessarily bombarded, but have to make decisions quick. Uh, you know, on February 11th when it opens, you can weigh your options, and you know, maybe maybe play the game a little bit and start start using uh, some offers as leverage before. Before it even before uh, free agency even opens, between now and then, uh, after this podcast releases, there's probably going to be dozens of signings. Um, mm-hmm. So we'll just kind of go through uh, each team right now. We'll start with the East Division in Ottawa. The Red Blacks have already made some changes, releasing Jonathan Jennings. Which, by the way, this might be close to the end of the road for him in the CFL. He just hasn't been mm-hmm. able to get back. To that great first season as a starter he had in BC. No, no, and you know it—it's it, not like it was a gradual decline. It's almost like he just fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, uh, and this year was dreadful. 
uh, you know, with it being a contract year, he needed he needed to do something uh, to regain co- regain his own confidence and also, you know, GMs around the league confidence in him to sign him, and I, he did none of that. He still is only 27 years old mm-hmm. right now. Uh, they've also released Moses Madu, 32-year-old running back who spent some time in Hamilton. Uh, last four seasons, I believe, in Ottawa. Solid running back. We'll see if he uh, lands anywhere for some depth heading into this year. They have extended Avery Williams receiver R.J. Harris, and the kicking duo of Lewis Ward and Richie Leone. <laughs> I don't think it's so bad to say, but Ward and Leone were Ottawa's best players last year. Yeah, and, you know, the truth hurts. They need them, man. <laughs> that, that's how that's how good of a year it was, the fact that your kicker and your punter are your best two players. But you, you know, being a Raider fan when you were younger, knew exactly what that was like with Shane Leckler. Yeah, Leckler and uh, Seabass. <laughs> yeah, like the dream team. <laughs> our only representative at the Pro Bowl was our punter. Year in and year out. <laughs> and he was the best player from Texas A&M for years. Uh, yeah, so Ottawa still has 15 guys pending as free agents. They've re-signed 14, and they have released uh, seven so far. Uh, as of time of recording. They've also uh, closed the deal with Nick Arbuckle, which Mm -hmm. if things go well for him next season, he could make pretty close to half a million dollars. I think he got himself a pretty nice contract just because, and this doesn't happen if Bo doesn't get hurt early last year. He was able to showcase what he could do in that Calgary system. And I just think that Paul Lapelis is excited to have another young quarterback that he can mold. And and we've seen what he can do. It wasn't the biggest sample size, but like you said, yeah. he would probably still be in Calgary if Bo did not get hurt. And now, like you said, Lapo has a chance to make this guy into the starting quarterback that he needs to run in his offense. Doesn't have a lot of bad habits. Well, not necessarily bad habits, but like you know, when Trevor Harris came to Edmonton, you kind of want to bring that same style of offense that he had in Ottawa to Edmonton and build around him. He is your centerpiece. They have a chance to kind of build with Nick Arbuckle and, you know, make the offense kind of work from him out. Some notable names that Ottawa has not re-signed yet include Nate Bahar, Anthony Chaffee, Dominic Rimes, and Jonathan Rose. Those last three, I think, would be big pieces that they would Mm -hmm. want to keep in the nation's capital. And, and don't forget guys like Chris Randall and Caleb Hawley, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, pretty pretty good guys on both sides of the football. Uh, you know, with the way last year went in Ottawa, you know, not re-signing guys, I get where you want to make it make kind of a big change. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the veterans, uh, you know, they're not going to be as affected by a losing season as a younger player would be. You know, we hear about culture all the time in professional sports. The veterans know what's up. They realize they knew, they knew it was going to be a rough year. Uh, this doesn't ruin them. Uh, so, you know, to bring back those guys would make some sense. But I also get why a lot of these guys haven't been resigned yet. Uh, you know, maybe just trying to make a change in the room and hopefully that uh, transitions to the field. The Alouettes have extended some players. Offensive lineman Sean Jamison, Christian Matt, DJ Lalama. Also... 
Eugene Lewis and Vernon Adams Jr., those mm-hmm. two guys could be quite the duo heading into the next uh, few years under Kahari Jones. Yeah, that would not be a bad, bad uh, you know, quarterback wide receiver combo to have. Yeah, I think they're happy right with now. that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't see why you wouldn't be. They've also signed James Wilder Jr., who was released by the Toronto mm-hmm. Argonauts, and they needed to replace William Stanback. I think they are similar backs. So Wilder Except one's way better than the other. <laughs> well, hey, one got a job in the NFL. Wilder struggled last year. I mean, after his rookie year, he looked like he was going to be the next, I don't want to mm-hmm. say Mike Pringle, but it looked like he was going to dominate in the CFL. And he hasn't been the same guy since no. that rookie year and Grey Cup win. But the Alouettes at least have some experience at that position because Jeremiah Johnson is a free agent as of right now, too. Yeah, uh, you know, so I, bringing, bringing in James Alder Jr., like you said, experience... We know what he is capable of, whether or not he's still capable of that. It is yet to be seen. Last year might be the anomaly. Uh, you know, But there is guys that have to be replaced, whether it's William Stanback or somebody like Jeremiah Johnson. And they, they ran a tandem backfield last year, and it worked really, really well. I don't think James Aller Jr. comes in and is a feature back, unless it's a complete 180 from last year and, he's at, and he produces like he did in his rookie year. They've also had to release some notable names. And I think it all has to do with the overpaying of free agents. We kind of talked about that Mm -hmm. on the last episode. Antonio Pipkin is one of those names who was the week one starter last year. And that really didn't last before Vernon Adams came in and really made history. And I think Schiltz, he overtook him on the depth chart and looked better in relief of Vernon Adams last year than uh, Pipkin did as well. But veteran cornerback Tommy Campbell and also receiver Devere Posey, who at times last year and even the year before sort of looked like a real leader on that sideline, was able to keep things positive because up until last year, things were not positive at all in Montreal but I think Posey yeah. was one of those guys that was able to uh, provide some leadership. You know, I mean, he didn't produce quite like we saw uh, the year in Toronto when they won the Grey Cup, sort of like James Wilder Jr. But I, I think he could still be a valuable receiver anywhere mm-hmm. he ends up. He just, it seems that he's so consistent. Right. Uh, you know, he. You know you can if you get if you can find him in space or not necessarily in space if you can get the ball close to him. I mean he's he doesn't drop a lot of passes or like that or or catchable. Uh, you know and he hasn't like you said he didn't put up the yards, but catches and and you know that security blanket for a quarterback is never a bad thing to have, uh, and especially with it being Vernon Adams like first year at the helm of an offense like that. Uh, it, it, it's nice to have, and you know the continuity coming into this year. He's he's got Eugene Lewis and, and Mary Alford. If they use him more in the offense and not just as a returner mainly, uh, you know, and, and it would be nice to see a little more continuity in that offense for him. But at the same time, if you don't win the Grey Cup and you're strapped for salary like Cavis Reed left them in that position, it's a little tough to get all these guys back. Tommy Campbell is one of those salary cap. 
Casualties. Uh, a lot mm-hmm. of players are due bonuses on February 1st. And it's both good and bad. I, I can see the arguments for both sides because if a player sticks around and he gets that bonus, he knows that the team's committed to him and they're not just going to you know, cut him after training camp. It's a lot better to be cut now before um, teams have spent all their money 100%. in free agency yeah. than it is to be uh, in training camp because we've seen quality players get cut whether it is cap reasons or ratio reasons during training camp, and they don't get to play anywhere until there are injuries, you know, later in the season, September, October, and then they finally get a job again. So we, we've already seen it. We're not talking Toronto yet, but Natea J gets cut by Edmonton for sort of the same reason, already gets signed by Toronto. So that's one of the situations where it's good, and he was able to uh, get a head start on free agency. Tommy Campbell basically made a tweet, said, if you were to come and talk to me, we could have worked something out. But it's not the way Machocha approached things with him, mm-hmm. and he has already signed with Toronto as well. So uh, it, it sort of worked out for him. He didn't have to move too far, but that's the whole roster bonus situation. It, it sucks, but business is business i guess yeah and that's what it's come down to we we saw it yesterday in major league baseball with david price and mookie betts getting traded from the boston red sox only because like let's, let's be honest mookie betts you can build a you can build a team around him and probably win some championships he's a superstar yeah but it's a it's a business and henry doesn't want to pay the luxury tax anymore so he dumps salary, raises ticket prices. It's a business. And the owners, yeah, the only thing they owe the players is money. And the only thing the players own the ownership is if you're under contract to show up and play. Other than that, I don't really think either side gives a damn about the other. Brendan Tamman has also returned to the CFL as he joins the football ops staff in Montreal. I have enjoyed actually reading his articles uh, once in a while he has for the leader post in Regina. I think he's got a pretty good sense of humor there. Uh, but he he kind of got raked over the coals for going all in for that championship in Regina in 2013. I think that Ryder fans would do it again. I really do. 135,000%. So thanks, Tamman. <laughs> yeah, you got a Grey Cup out of it. At home. At home. And, you know, I think they barely made money that year. Um, and probably because they paid so damn much to win that Grey Cup. <laughs> but you look at it, if, <laughs> right? if, if you're a Jays fan, would you, would you, change how things went in 15 and 16 like would you would you not make those trades you get to see playoff baseball for the first time in 20 years yeah and this generation of jays fans that is their fondest memory even though they didn't win a championship it's the bat flip the bat flip right right yeah that like i wouldn't i wouldn't trade that for anything i was five when they won the world series the last time right uh you know and you, you look you look at at hockey teams sell Teams spend money, or not spend money, but they spend capital, whether it be players or draft picks, to, to win now because your windows are so small. When you have that opportunity, you have to take it. And, you know, if you end up winning a championship, 
and then next year it's dog crap. So what? You have your ring. You did your job as a GM. Sometimes that's the price of doing business. Some players that the Alouettes have not signed, they're still on their free agent list, according to CFL.ca. Chris Ackie, Siante Evans, Patrick Levels, and uh, we mentioned him already, Jeremiah mm-hmm. Johnson. With Tommy Campbell gone, Evans and Levels still on the uh, free agent list. Could be a, an oh, entirely I'd, new... I would be- <laughs> I would be crawling on my knees through a mile of broken glass to get those two re-signed. Could be an entirely new secondary for Bob Slowick, and he's kind of starting from a scratch except, again. <laughs> except for the anchor in that defensive secondary. Your boy. Taylor Loeffler. I think you got to start growing a... Like a he's got a pretty good flow. I think you got to start growing yours I can, out like I, I can grow. I can grow the flow. I can't. I can't do the beard. Uh, <laughs> that'll but come. That'll a, come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just another thirty years. Uh, I actually got a Twitter message, uh, like after our last show, asking, "Do you actually like Taylor Loeffler, or are you just being a jerk?" They think you're sarcastic. Yeah. Well, and g- I'll give you one guess as to who sent me that message. Balineski. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he his last name doesn't in ski, so you know he's a good guy. But so here's come on, Joe, be better. Here's here's how much you love Taylor Loeffler. He was on. Oh, no, he was on what a souvenir like pop cup in uh, at IG yeah, Field in Winnipeg. IG Field. And you yeah. had one of our bomber fan friends, Neely, save you a cup, and I think he had it for like a year and a half. Before yeah, he didn't. He forgot to bring it to Labor Day, so he brought it to Grey Cup. So and it got, is, I have it. You've got a bomber Loeffler uh, souvenir cup that, oh, I it, love it. it. It goes nicely with my Chris Walby jersey and my curling Manitoba hat. <laughs> when are we going to have a social? We got to have one to raise money for uh, your uh, wedding in 10 uh, years. <laughs> I said 10 years. Oh Jesus! I don't know if I'll be alive in ten years. <laughs> you gotta get out of it, asked, man. <laughs> I was asked when is the last time you went to a doctor. I'm like, oh, I went to the dentist a couple months ago. He's a doctor. <laughs> if I don't go to the doctor, there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah, the less I know, the better. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Let's go to Toronto, who are going to be another new look team this year. Mm-hmm. The, we were saying that this time last year with all of the new <laughs> free agents they brought in and Micah Awe, Chris Rainey, uh, Kevin Fogg, none of them really. We also thought that Micah, that Micah Awe wouldn't be able to play like eight games. He'd be suspended. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's totally fair. And Toby Antigua, who was mm-hmm. just so well used by Chris Jones in Saskatchewan, was basically invisible last year. Um, and they are just making changes all over the place again. Uh, that entire secondary has changed. <laughs> they bring in Tommy Campbell. They've also traded for Bolo Combo's rights from Montreal. He was playing safety at the end of mm-hmm. uh, last year. Last year in training camp, I think you're trying to figure out 
the running back situation, I'm pretty sure they had like 12 of them. And now it looks like they're going to have about 35 <laughs> defensive backs. And I am not exaggerating. If you go on the Argos website well, and sort by position. <laughs> oh, don't, don't do it. Your computer will crash. Um, <laughs> the defensive they need to bring in that many, though, crazy. because they're going to bring in eight quarterbacks. So the quarterbacks need to play against somebody on defense. <laughs> This way they can have all they can have all of them going at once. <laughs> Being able to lock down Tommy Campbell is a good move mm-hmm. uh, f- for huge. that team. Um, and, and he sol- he solidified uh, or he solidifies any secondary he seems to play in. Right. Yeah. Like th- that that side of the field just becomes almost a non non starter for quarterbacks. He plays boundary corner, uh, one of the hardest yeah. uh, positions to play. Uh, on defense, they've also signed offensive lineman Jamal Campbell, Jeff Knox Jr. Actually, they signed him to a three-year deal. Mm-hmm. They've extended McLeod Bethel Thompson. I think a very team-friendly contract, and it looks like they're cool. day or two away from bringing in Matt Nichols there. And we don't really know if he. You think they're gonna? You think they're they're gonna manage to bring him in? Oh, wow. You worked that in. <laughs> That's a bit of a stretch, eh? <laughs> um, I, I think we're here the, all week. Try the veal. <laughs> team friendly deal on Law Firm. I, I think that they can bring in Matt Nichols, <laughs> who might not be ready to start the season, despite what he wants us to think. Yeah. And I mean, if, he, if they are able to bring in Matt Nichols. And with the contract situation that they have with McLeod Bethel Thompson, you know, if it, they're not going to overspend to bring, or they they have the chance to not necessarily overspend, but, you know, maybe pay a little bit more than what Matt Nichols is worth to bring him in. Uh, but if they do that and he is ready to go opening day, I don't even think it's a competition for the starter. I, I think Matt Nichols is going to be the starter in Toronto if he signs there. I don't think it's a competition when and if he's ready. They've also released Ryan Bombin, who veteran offensive mm-hmm. lineman. I think he was their best O lineman last year. Um, and they scratched him for a game, and he was the best one. So what does that tell you about the rest? <laughs> and they released Brandon Burks, which was really, I guess, sort of surprising. I thought maybe he would get a shot in training camp, but you see, the Argos mm-hmm. ended up signing Bishop Sankey, running back that was. Uh, drafted by the Tennessee Titans, uh, but he did tear his ACL in 2017 and hasn't really been able to stick in the NFL since then. And they also signed another running back, Carlos Williams, who was uh, also drafted in the NFL by the Buffalo Bills in 2015. It looks like they're going to go ahead with these guys at running back. I don't think we've Mm -hmm. seen the last of Brandon Burks in the CFL. No, and he proved that he can start and produce in this league. Uh, they're going to go forward with these guys who aren't proven. Uh, after releasing Brandon Burks, you, you got to hope one of them. Like, you got to hope they both kind of stick and can can do something. Because without a running game, I mean, teams are going to be able to just tee off on McLeod Bethel Thompson or or Matt Nichols. And I think that's what those guys need because that's when Nichols mm-hmm. was at his best when they had Andrew Harris rolling in Winnipeg, right? Well, it's really easy for any quarterback quarterback to look good when you have Andrew Harris in the backfield, if we're being honest. 
there were games where Andrew yeah. Harris was the leading rusher and the leading receiver. Yeah. And then people get mad when I call Matt Nichols a game manager. Uh, the Toronto Argonauts free agent list is still pretty long as well. Mm-hmm. Frank Beltre was on there. I think he led the league in special teams tackles last year. Uh, Armani Edwards, Kevin Fogg. Former SJ, quarterback, if you didn't know. SJ Green, <laughs> Cleon Lang. Mm-hmm. Green might have been mm-hmm. signed, but this is the CFL.ca list. Uh, Sh- Cleon Lang's a big one. Sean McEwen, yep. who... UFC grad, he has been talking to the Stampeders. Levi Noel, Canadian receiver. Dakota Prukop, Chris Rainey, Rodney Smith. Had some flashes late last year. The big one, though, is Darrell Walker. Where is he going to end up? Basically their core. Yeah. Where's Walker going to end up? Uh, He could probably go anywhere he wanted to. That's very true. Right? Like, is there a team that would not, if they could, salary cap pending, is there a team in this league that would not want Darrell Walker? I'm wondering if uh, Winnipeg is going to uh, keep trying to get that big body, big play receiver uh, since Darvin well, they're need somebody. They're going to need somebody for Sean McGuire to throw to in week two. <laughs> Let's quickly talk about Hamilton, who are the most stable team in the Eastern mm-hmm. Division. They extend David Watford, Jamal Roll, Mike Filer, and Rico Murray. That free agent list, though, right now, and I know it's the tampering period right now, so these guys are just probably fielding offers. Uh, seeing what they're worth, taking it back to their team. But Jagarrett Davis, Richard Leonard, offensive lineman Riker Matthews, Luke Tasker, Adrian Tracy, Jamal Westerman, both of those guys uh, dealing with injuries last year. Westerman feels like he's been injured for about two years. Frankie mm-hmm. Williams and Dylan Wynn are all on the free agent list. Ticats fans are going to want that dealt with. Absolutely. I'm, Dylan Wynn not being signed yet. Uh is surprising to me. I would think between him and probably Jagger Davis would be the two guys that you'd want to make sure you get wrapped up real quick before they get too many uh, meetings with other teams. Yeah, I like me some ravishing Dylan Wynn, man. Uh, Stop it. <laughs> this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by Park Power. In Alberta, you get to choose who you buy your energy from. If you switch retailers, nothing changes about the delivery of electricity or natural gas to your home or business. If you have an existing contract, find out what the terms are for leaving. If you don't, then it's even easier to sign up for Park Power. The choice is yours, and there's a better deal available to you. Learn more at parkpower.ca. Let's go to the West Division and just talk about Calgary. Because every single Why? year at free agency, they are so quiet, and every single year, they are competitive. Okay, here's what's going to happen. They're going to make some signings that look like depth signings. But these guys are going to end up playing in like week three, four, five, producing or you know playing out of their minds on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to win fourteen games, and everybody's going to be like, "Oh, Huffnagel's the best GM in the league." Yeah, we get it. <laughs> this is like Grey's Anatomy. Tired of it. No, it's like Days Ti- of Our Lives. Oh. We're going on to season is- fifty-seven. Same old stuff. My- dude, dude, dude. My grandma tapes that show 
Has she watched every season? Because that would be incredible. She maybe, but <laughs> she literally had. Uh, I think my uncle bought her a new cable box and with with DVR and everything. She still so had the VCR know, taping it. She used. She still used to tape it, but she would tape it while it was on, and then watch something else. It's like, why don't you just watch it? Well, maybe she wants to skip the commercials. Yeah, but there's commercials on the other show she's watching. <laughs> uh, Trey Roberson has signed with the Chicago Bears. Best of luck to him in the NFL. I might have to buy Madden and make an all-CFL team next year. Um, the Stampeders <laughs> have not signed Juwan Braskison. Derek Dennis looks like he's going to be moving on. Corey Greenwood, who had a great year last year. Yeah. I don't know what he's got left in the tank, though. S.A. Marabare, uh, Terry Williams, Scary Terry. He's made some big plays for the Stampeders. And Don Jackson, I think he will be moving on. I'm interested to see where he is going to land. I know that the Lions have uh, John White and they have... Brandon Rutley, but mm-hmm. I, I think they should bring in guys like Jackson and uh, uh, Brandon Burks even. I think they'd look good in orange and black. At, you know, with with a guy like Mike Riley and the weapons he has at the receiver's position, it, it's a great opportunity for for running backs. And you usually don't talk about that it that way. But, you know, teams are going to have to really focus on the pass and focus on Mike Riley, because he is so good at running the ball. Last year, I think with the O-line problems they had, it was an aberration this year is going to be, I think they turn it around, as we saw the second half of the year. But I think it's a chance for running backs, actually, you know, the draw and, you know, option plays and stuff like that. I think there's a chance in BC for a running back to really shine this year. Let's talk about Winnipeg, who they have extended Stanley Bryant Jake Thomas, Julian Fioli Godino, and Zach Caleros. That is their guy going into 2020. I don't know how Bomber fans really feel about that right now. I mean, they won a great cup for the first time in 29 years. They they could wait another 29 Mm -hmm. years, I guess. But with Hardrick and Bryant locked up at tackle, Andrew Harris in the running game, if they can keep Caleros upright, and healthy, I, I'm a fan of Zach. I want to see him mm-hmm. uh, compete and stay healthy and make plays in this league. And late last season, down the stretch, he made some plays for the Bombers, oh. and I'd like to see him do it again. Well, I, I just want to be clear. I don't dislike Zach Claros. I do, I do like Zach Claros. I am a fan of Zach Claros. It's just low-hanging fruit for me to make those jokes. We know that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure I'm going to get some hate mail. You, you're you're very lowbrow, you know, co- comedy. It's, it's stuff that is just right in front of you that you yeah, have like, to I take. Don't, I don't go Monty Python on it. <laughs> like, if there's like a bubble wrap. Like, I don't fart in your general direction. <laughs> I, if the, if you walk by, uh, you know, a counter and there's bubble wrap on it, you're going to pop it. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I I, I don't see why I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> if there's a Coke in front of me, I'm going to drink it. Like, it's <laughs> it's basically par for the course. Uh, but, yeah, like, if he stays healthy and, you know, they they can find him, they're gonna, if they don't re-sign Darvin, Darvin Adams, they'll have to find somebody to replace him. Kenny the uh, King and, like we, and Darrell we, Walker. 
was that exactly brought up to Earl Walker before. He still got Kenny the King Lawler. Uh, Drew Latarski, uh, I believe, re-signed already. So, I mean, there is weapons there, and you still have Andrew Harris, uh, which takes a lot of pressure off your quarterback position. Speaking of quarterbacks, Chris Streveler has been released to pursue NFL opportunities, and that NFL opportunity is the Arizona Cardinals. I have a question. What's that? Why would you go to a team as a quarterback that drafted a quarterback first overall the year before? I think, and this is just my point of view, I think that the Cardinals have a special role carved out for him. Like like taste like like the like the Saints have for Taysom Hill. That's what I think they're going to do because they've invested so much in Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strevler is a beast. There's no yeah. no denying is his that. Foot still broken. And the field is much smaller in the NFL. Sometimes the throws are a little bit easier to make. Oh Although yeah, there's there's less space uh, to get the ball in there. I think Strebler, but there's also one less player. Uh, yeah, that too. I, I I think that Strebler has a shot at sticking down there, and they gave him I think a hundred thousand dollars up front. Mm-hmm. So I, I, who knows? They could convert him to you know a, a running back or a receiver, whatever they're going to do with him. I, I think he's got a shot at doing something cool with the Cardinals, just like he did in Winnipeg, really. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm just looking at it from the from the point of view as as a quarterback. Yeah, if that's what you if that's what you want to do, that that would not have been my my first choice. Yeah, because you see the online trolls saying, "Oh, how could Chris Strebler get an NFL job and not Bo Levi Mitchell?" Because Bo doesn't want to hold a clipboard. Yeah, and he. Made seven hundred thousand dollars last year, which is more than the NFL minimum. So <laughs> why wouldn't he just come up here and play? Uh, yeah, and I know everybody says you know Bo's got an ego on him. Of course he does. I bet you every starting quarterback to, in the league a, does. As a starting quarterback, if you don't have an ego, then it's probably not going to work. And I think a big thing with Bo is his legacy, and he's carving mm-hmm. one out in Calgary. And I know they yeah. lost in the semifinal last year, but we have not heard the it last happens. of him. And, yeah. and the world rejoices. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's still going to cheer against them. doesn't mean that's yeah. going to change. <laughs> but, like, would I take him on the riders? 100%. Yeah, for sure. Right? Like, we, we know he's good. Um, free agent list for Winnipeg right now has Darvin Adams, Drake Nevis, Craig Rowe. It's actually not that big, but no, they they only have twelve pending free agents left. Willie Jefferson it's, is they, one of them. They've re-signed nine guys. And Willie has talked yeah. to five of nine CFL teams. I'm assuming the ones that haven't are ones that don't just, have room for him. Yeah, they're not going to be able to they pay. Can't him. afford. And I think Willie is a guy that's just going to keep signing one-year deals because somebody is going to be close to paying him $300,000. And for a defensive yeah. end, it's asinine money. But <laughs> but he, he completely changes the defense. Yeah, he does. Which in turn com- completely changes the offense of the other team. We saw it from the beginning of the Grey Cup game. He made... Van Zyl look awful. The most outstanding offensive lineman, by the way. Yes. Made <laughs> him look terrible. And I, I think I think 
he would be the first to admit that, yeah, you know, Willie Jefferson, really hard to defend, made me look bad on a couple plays. And, you know, blew up Hamilton's offense. And, you know, yeah, Andrew Harris won MOP and, or, you know, and, and most outstanding Canadian. But, I mean, without Willie Jefferson, I don't think that that team is where it is. If the Argos don't sign Matt Nichols, I think it's to save money for Willie. Could you have Willie Jefferson in the East Division? <laughs> Travis. <laughs> I, I I think my hunch says it's Toronto or Winnipeg, but you know what? BC, they need a pass rush because they did not have one last year, but I can't see well, them paying a million dollars. did Willis like 13 games to get a sack? I can't see them paying a million dollars for Jefferson and Riley combined. <laughs> oh my god, that would be a story and a half. <laughs> Two players. That is, like is really the million dollar question, cap. isn't it? Like I already have the headline written. <laughs> oh, like the yeah. million dollar question in BC if they I if they will. if they somehow made it work. Okay, let's let's just talk about uh, BC then. Uh, they've extended okay. TJ Lee, Aaron Grimes. Mm-hmm. And some offensive mm-hmm. linemen, Hunter Stewart and Peter Godber. They signed Will Arndt, who got released by Ottawa. I wonder if it's the end of the road for Brandon Bridge. You know, when he started the playoff game in Saskatchewan uh, in 2018, I bet the farm on Winnipeg, and I was right. Not saying that it's Brandon Bridge's fault, but he also has not been given the reins to a team where he is the undisputed number one. He doesn't get a lot of reps, hasn't been given what I would call a fair shake. Uh, is this the end of the line? Maybe. Uh, but I still think a team can bring him in uh, you know, as a guy that knows the, knows the Canadian game and can be a part of your quarterback group and, and contribute in some way in this league. Cresden Butler, Brandon Dozier, David Foucault, Sean Lemon, Gary Peters, Rashawn Simonize, Odell Willis, and Justin Renfro okay. are so they on haven't that, they uh, haven't re-signed Sean Lemon. But how long is it going to take for him to sign with another team and just get traded to BC? <laughs> He'll sign with Toronto and get traded back. I'll <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> it's like BC. David Perron all over again. <laughs> He's been in the league for. 13 years has only ever signed four contracts all four of them have been with the blues and he got traded away or got picked in the expansion draft and then come free agency he signs with st louis i think the uh the most important signing that the lions have to make if they can make it is justin renfro who they acquired in a mm-hmm. trade from calgary last year and mm-hmm. he's nasty that's a guy you yep. want in your offensive line and, and that was the biggest problem BC had, especially, you know, the first, I don't know, what would you call it, two-thirds of the season probably? Yeah. Was their offensive line play. And this guy can come in and, like you said, he's nasty. He brings that grit that you want on your offensive line. And, yeah, making changes to the offensive line isn't the isn't always the be-all, end-all, or, or successful because they have to work as a group. But this is a guy that's just going to work in any system, I think. Let's go to Edmonton, where I think this is a team that might be up against the cap as well. They have extended Christian Jones, David Beard, Jordan Hoover, 
Mike Moore, I know some were worried uh, that defensive lineman might have been going to the NFL. Jacob Ruby, mm-hmm. uh, they've extended Trevor Harris, and some reports saying Jovan Santos Knox, and uh, they've signed Kenny Shaw as well. Uh, we talked about Natea J that they released, Anthony Orange they released, and their free agent list right now includes Travis Bond, Arjun Colhoun, Navaris Daniels, Larry Dean, C.J. Gable, Josh Johnson, Don Unamba, and Calvin McCarty, who is on a year-to-year basis right now anyway. He's going he's gonna to get a – he basically has a lifetime contract. They'll just sign him every year until he's ready to quit. <sighs> I guess there has been talk that he, he might not be returning to Edmonton this year. Oh, come on. Where, where else is he going to go? I think if they can't work it out with Edmonton, I wonder if he'll retire, but... Mm, yeah, that's, that's what I would think. Been there since 2007, but last year, going mm-hmm. into the year, Eskimo fans were really excited to have uh, the linebacking core of Dean, Unamba, and Santos Knox, and with injuries, yeah. I don't even know if all three ended up in a game together. I, I, <laughs> I think they played one game together, yeah. and it was like week 20. It was... Incredible. I have to go back and check depth charts, but it wasn't. It wasn't all. Well, I mean, those three names. Yeah, it would have been awesome to have all three of them, but it just it never worked out. Yeah, Gable. Uh, I think Shaq Cooper. That's his job now. Yeah. Um, but def- and, and cheaper, right? Cheaper and yep. No, just you know, it, it's a, like we said, it's a business. I think Devars Daniels is sort of an under the radar name again that could mm-hmm. be on the move. Well, and he led the league in receiving for like through seven weeks. Yeah, he's, uh, he, he he. I don't think he could play the first couple games last year, but when he got in, him and Harris, it seemed like they'd play together yeah. for a decade. He he. It it seemed like yeah, like they had been teammates forever, and they didn't skip a beat. So he is a good player. He's twenty seven years old. Uh, he hasn't had a, a thousand yard season yet. But he's also not played more than 13 games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, this guy's got uh, a lot of potential. 22 touchdowns in his career. He had 885 yards in 11 games his first year with uh, Calgary. Um, I, I think he'll be it's an under-the-radar pick uh, for somebody, mm-hmm. whether it's Edmonton or elsewhere, this uh, free agency. Let's talk about Saskatchewan, who they're not really going to be all that busy either. They have released Marcus Thigpen. I think it's age, salary cap. It's uh, it's a business. Ryder fans seem to be more understanding of this one than uh, the Dressler and Chick Dark Day yeah. a couple years ago. Well, I think <laughs> I think now they know, right? We saw Dressler <laughs> and Chick get get released, and you know everybody was up in arms at the time. And, you know, it, it, granted now Dresser has won or went on and, you know, played in Winnipeg and killed the Riders in a couple games. But, <laughs> you know, like the Riders, it's not like it set them back. You know, it's not like taking a first overall draft pick like uh, Nail Yakupov and it not working out and setting your franchise back five, ten years. It, it, has to, it had to happen and guys come in and take those spots and, and work out. And so I think I think it's a learning curve. Uh, you know, the sheep in Saskatchewan maybe not not following nearly as much as they used to. 
Jacoby Cofield and John Ryan have uh, re-signed in Saskatchewan, but the big one, I think, get, is Cameron Judge. Get ready Judge. for more rouges and ruining point spreads. <laughs> Cameron Judge was the big mm-hmm. re-signing for this team, only for one year, but I think he was ready to get paid in free agency. It's big for the yeah. Riders to keep him in that defense because it looks mm-hmm. like they're far apart on getting Solomon Elamimian back. I, I, I kind of think that the Riders are going to get Larry Dean at that spot. Just a hunch wouldn't be terrible. that I have. Uh, I think he'd be a good fit in that defense, and Alamimian mm-hmm. could be on the move again. Maybe maybe they just switch spots. <laughs> Who knows what yeah. uh, happens with these two players, but Judge was a big signing for the Riders. And, you know, clinched them first place in the West. And, you know, GMs and coaches tend to remember stuff like that. So he was bound to get paid and, and had a hell of a year last year. It was ridiculous. Was he not up for, was he not up for Moses Sani Canadian? He was, was he not the yeah. West nominee. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. Bound to get paid. They've got some uh, veterans that are also up for mm-hmm. uh, free agency as well. Manny Arsenault, Philip Blake, Thaddeus Coleman, Ed Ganey, and Micah Johnson are all on that list. I mean, maybe the Riders replace Johnson with Willie uh, because Micah was pretty highly paid last year too. Uh, Darius Bladek is also on that list. I'm sure they would <laughs> like to keep him. I think he's only going to get better and better on the offensive yep. line. Shaq Evans is also on that that's, list. And that's the other. That's the other name that worries me. Though Darius Bladek and Shaq Evans, uh, you know. Like I said, with, with Hamilton, with Jagger Davis and Dylan Wynn, those are the two you need to go after and make sure you get re-signed. The Riders have to re-sign Bladick and Evans. Like That has to be done. Uh, it, continuity on the offensive line, and we say it every week, uh, you know, you got to work as a group. Those guys need to know each other and, and work together, and keeping them together is probably is the best way to do that. And Shaq Evans, just an absolute breakout uh, last year. Evans... Uh... He's probably playing the tampering period to the fullest. That's what I think's happening. <laughs> Wouldn't you? Yes, I like, would. Your, your your career doesn't last that long. Yeah. Go get paid. Uh, the Super Bowl is in the books. XFL Ugh. starts this weekend. Ugh. And then we got CFL free agency. So that's going to be exciting. We still have over three months till training camp, man. I know. I know. It's crazy. Uh, the one saving grace is that the Oilers are not out of it yet. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually had a listener of a radio station tell me that uh, I need to get a hobby instead of trashing the Oilers all the time. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> this is my hobby. <laughs> um. I, I we have to talk about it because I, I think we'd be remiss not to. Did you see John Chick's video? I haven't watched it. I've heard all about it. Oh my god! Is it deleted? Uh, no, I I watched it last night. Okay. Um, I I have two questions, and and you'll be able to answer these once you watch it. Um, I, I'd like to know how the halftime show ruined the football game, and two. Why wouldn't you just change the channel if you don't like what you see? That's the biggest question, man. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Love John Chick as a, in this, as a football player uh, and everything. It's just when he, he goes off on a tangent because he was upset about 
the way the halftime show went with, you know, what was being worn and how they went about performing. I was like, eh, it's a little holier than thou for my tastes. Yeah, for me, it was just like, am I watching America's Got Talent or a football game? <laughs> Let, well, let's be honest. 13-year-old you was loving it. Dude. I uh, I put on Shakira's uh, laundry service album before I came to work this morning too. Shocker! So good, so good. Front. I'd to listen back. to that album whenever, wherever. There's no skippers on that one. I was watching the game in a bar, just, and uh, when it's just banger after banger after <laughs> banger on that album. <laughs> when she did whenever wherever, I popped like Austin's theme hit yeah. in arena. I got <laughs> or Edge at the Rumble. Uh, <laughs> I got I got an all caps text from you when when that started. And then how about how about J Lo starting with Jenny from the block? Yeah, you're like if J Lo doesn't play Jenny from the block, I'm throwing my remote through the TV. And granted, she played it first, so it worked out. <laughs> also, a Canadian, another Canadian, will is a Super Bowl champion, and he's a doctor. Like, you know, not not a bad gig. Like, come on. Oh yeah, I'm a I doctor barely, that won the Super Bowl. Like I can barely chew gum and walk at the same time, <laughs> let alone go through medical school and then play in the NFL. Jeez, man, I, I couldn't even last a down, and then uh... high school football. <laughs> you got hurt. I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. If you got a podcast, vote for us in the Canadian Podcast Awards because we need it. Um, and if you need tickets for anything, we're getting down the stretch in the NFL. Baseball is going to start right away. Pitchers and catchers got to be mm-hmm. reporting right away here. Uh, seat- uh, in like two weeks. Nice, nice, nice. SeatGiant.ca. All the events on there, sporting events, concerts, it's in Canadian dollars. And if you use the promo code APN, you're going to save 5% and support the Alberta Podcast Network in the process. Enjoy free agency. We will talk to you in two weeks and let some of these signings over the next little while digest a little bit. Resilient tie. Happy Valentine's Day. You too, bud. <laughs> talk to you in a couple weeks. Thanks for listening. Find more great shows like this at CF Pod Network on Twitter.